The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. And I'm Colin Matheson. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thanks right off the bat for all of the really sweet messages we received after our first episode. It means a lot to us, especially on Facebook and Twitter and our Instagram. If you haven't followed us, you should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why aren't you? Seriously. Two fairy godfathers on most of those. Twitter's a little different. We we couldn't get it. We don't like Twitter because it's... So limiting on how many characters you can have. So that one's different. That's the number two fairy godfather. Father. Singular. Singular, like one fairy. Yeah, the others are much better. It's two T-W-O fairy godfathers. On Instagram. And Facebook. And Facebook. And thanks to all of you sincerely for following us. We greatly appreciate it. We'll try to put pretty pictures and more up there, along with some tips. Before we get started and announce the uh, the title for this episode... One of the things we forgot to say last time was kind of like the catalyst for all of this. And we, we got to give credit where credit's due to our good friend Stephanie March from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, who kind of heard us going off on our love of Disney and all these tips. And she's like, you guys should write a book. And we're like, Meh, we don't really want to do that. But what we wanted to do was uh, kind of give our perspective of how to do Disney World as adults because Colin and I were judged like judged Judy by many people in our lives. And I mean, we like to judge people. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm always right. So don't judge me. Yes. He thinks he is. But anyway, but no, but we decided to turn judgment into an opportunity. We're like, there's something here because everybody, what are we doing different at Disney World that everyone else isn't doing? Like, why are we loving it as just two grownups? Well, one of us is a grown-up, but how... Wh- I'll let you decide which one that is. Whatever. You can put that in the comments, which one you think is actually a grown-up. <laughs> one of us is 44, and one of us is almost 30, but we act the opposite. Exactly. So, Thank whatever. you for I saying what was in my head. Whatever. I didn't need you to agree so quickly. But anyway, but we decided to turn everyone's judgment into something, and that's where this kind of birth. We're like, wait a minute. People are missing something because we have a good time at Disney World as grown-ups without kids. So we want to share that with other folks, and that brings us to the podcast. Yeah, you're obviously doing something wrong, and I think today's episode really gets into what you're doing wrong. So Here we go, episode two. Cocktailing at Disney, episode one, The Vodka Menace. Now, really, this is not a joke. The fairies... This is how we, you're going to really learn a lot about us from this episode, and that's why we decided to put it at number two. Cocktailing at Disney is possible. Oh, absolutely. And you may think we're going to have to go to rehab too, but that's okay. Uh, that's But again, we judge, you can judge. No, all kidding aside, we this is how we do it, and you're going to learn. We I'm a creature of habit, and at Disney, Kyle kind of is as well. We do basically the same thing. Uh, we kind of have a tradition, and that's actually where we're going to start as far as where to get the best cocktails at Disney. And we're starting with, I think, I, I don't think, I know you, one of our favorite parks, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it's for us, it's the most adult park. And so I think that's one of the things that we love about it, plus the proximity to where we usually stay, but. Yeah, and and it's we'll get into one of our favorite aspects of uh, the location of Hollywood in a minute, but without a doubt, our favorite cocktailing place at Hollywood, and I'm smiling even thinking about it, is the Tune In Lounge. Girl, Elvis, Oprah. It's 
People, I, people don't even know it's there. No, I people. I'm caught. We are not joking. We talk to like Disney regulars. Like again, we probably uh, this podcast. The first couple episodes probably aren't for you, Disney World experts, because you know all this. But we have talked to people that are there all the time. They're like, where's TuneIn? Yeah, they're pass holders or DVC members. They go multiple times a year, and they're like, oh, that's a separate thing? Yeah, it is. So, Kyle, tell folks where it is. So the TuneIn Lounge, if you've never been, is attached to the Primetime 50s Cafe, which you probably know. Um, It's got a big sign outside, right outside the lake there. You can't miss it. But it's got its own separate entrance, and it is the best, mainly because of the staff. Mainly because of the staff. Uh, This is where, I'm not joking, when I think of Disney World and I think of the joy that it brings me, a a big chunk of that joy for me, and I know just for us, are the cast members. And the cast members at the TuneIn Lounge are so fantastic that, and Kyle will back me up, they've become our friends. Oh, absolutely. We know everything about them. Yeah. We We plan vacations together. Yeah. We walk in, this is no joke, we walk in at the TuneIn Lounge, and this brings me such joy. We walk in, and as we're standing in line for a cocktail, if any of the cast members see us, especially Julie, Julie's our girl, hey girl, hi Julie, if Julie sees us, she screams, boys, the boys are here, and it just, but Julie isn't an isolated case, they're all delightful at TuneIn. Oh, absolutely, Elena, David, Jonathan, well, Jonathan's not there anymore. No. He went to another place. Sad day. And if you're listening to this way in the future, Julie may have retired as well. But right now she's there. (laughs) But TuneIn is so great because of the cast members. And again, you may not know, especially if you're a Disney rookie, girl, you can walk around with drinks at Hollywood Studios. That's what we love about it. Yeah. We get it to go. Ask for the to go. You know, they'll ask you. You can sit there, but you can get it to go and walk around. And that's the strategy we do. Get a double, save yourself from having to go back more often. How much is a double? Isn't it's it like, like $2 more? Yeah, it'll save you that trip. So we do cocktail, ride, cocktail, ride, and it works out for and us. And it makes well. the rides that much more fun. Yeah. Now, let's talk, as far as cast members, right here is where we're going to give you one of our, not just tips for Disney World, but I think one of our kind of service industry hospitality tips, and Colin will kind of explain, it has to do, I know, this is controversial, because everyone has a strong opinion, it has to do with tipping. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a generous tipper anyway, just because we've both been in the service industry, and yeah. that's part of who we are, but... I, I do have a philosophy on this that I think the first time you go in, if you tip really well, I'm really talking well. 40, 50, 60, 100%, something like that, um, I think it gets their attention and then staff can remember you. Now, it's not necessarily going to get you to cut in line no. or you know free drinks. I mean, I mean, the mouse is always watching, as they say. So we know that, but it saves you when you're standing in line and there's someone in front of you and they walk by and they see that you're next, they start making your drink and it's ready by the time you get up to the front. Yeah. Like, uh, we swear on Donald Duck's bare ass that it, it helps us every single time. And I believe, we don't have scientific evidence to back this up, but I believe it really, it makes you memorable. I mean, they remember you. So if you are a repeat, like if you're, if this is day one of like maybe what, Kyle, four days. Yeah, if you're there for a four day weekend, do it right away and you're going to have the best service yep. the entire time you're there. And these people are working their butts off. Yeah, it bothered. We, because again, we've all been in the service industry and I'm sure some of you listening have been. Nothing bothers us more. We just shake our head because we know how hard these cast members work. And look, I get that Disney World, Disney vacations are expensive. 
you save up a lot of money and sometimes you don't have money to tip, obviously. But even if you can throw a dollar or something, you would not believe in our conversations how many the now the cast members are always pretty discreet about this. But again, we've been become friends with a lot of them. There are so many people that don't even leave like a dollar sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, you might not be having the best day, but don't take that on on them. They're yeah. just doing their job. And again, it's just that's that's just how we do it. And from our experience, even a little tip goes a very long way. Now, other places within Hollywood studios, there are a lot. Hollywood, other than Epcot, probably has the most cocktailing opportunities. Yeah, there's portable bars all over the park. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just a huge fan of the Tune In Lounge because you always have the same staff at the same location all the time. Those portable ones, you never really know who's going to be working where. They don't always have a full bar with a full setup. So you get full bar options at the tune-in, and you always get the same staff. Yeah, one of the more obvious outdoor locations is by the Brown Derby, um, which, by the way, um, we'll get into the Brown Derby during one of our dining episodes. Not the best experience the fairies had there, but again, that's a other, other Sally Jesse Raphael program. But um, the Brown Derby, right outside, there is an outdoor uh, bar. So if you're coming out and you're right by, you're like, oh, there's another cocktail opportunity. There are several stands around. It depends really on the season, too. Sometimes they'll pop one. Sometimes Tune In Lounge will put an outdoor bar outside of their brick and mortar. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, During busy times, you'll find more bars. Yeah. So. Okay, let's move uh, Let's move down the road on, in Walt Disney World to Animal Kingdom. And without a doubt... Our favorite, and again, it all goes back to the staff, our favorite place to grab a cocktail Animal Kingdom is? It's the Thirsty River Bar. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about Animal Kingdom is you maybe don't know the names of all these places. So to give you a landmark, it is the bar closest to the um, Expedition Everest ride. Yeah, the, the closest. And it's just, again, we're going to sound like a broken record here, but especially if you are a DVC member or you live in the area and you're listening to us and you go back, forge these relationships because it really does make your Disney World experience a little more personal. And with at, with the uh, Thirsty River Bar, again, it's the staff call. Yeah, Casey and Amanda, they always take good care of us. Hey, girls, love you. They do. We walk up, and they may not specifically remember our name, but it is freaky. They always remember our cocktail. They remember our drink. That's how they know us. Which, by the way, if anyone would like to buy us a drink, if you see us. Our double, dr- yeah, double vodka soda. I do a lemon. He does a lime. Uh-huh. Two limes if it's a really big gulp glass. But again... Now, there's other places, too, in Animal Kingdom, but that's just our favorite. Quick, quick service. Decent prices, too. You know, I, we haven't touched on prices. Overall, in the world, in Disney World, yeah, everything is expensive, but compared to, like, major cities, like we've traveled to Chicago and New York, not that bad. No. I, like I said, we do the double vodka sodas, and um, for two doubles, I think it's, what, $22? Yeah. So not bad. I mean, if you go to Chicago, you could spend $22 on one uh, one martini. Oh, absolutely. Colin has done that. I, oh, yeah. I think the most expensive I had is 36 Yeah. He, I made him pay the bill that time. Uh, Kyle, do you have, let's uh, list some other places. Now, let's say you're not by um, uh, Expedition Everest. There are other places to get a cocktail. Again, absolutely. Yeah. Animal Kingdom has a ton of bars. Oh, and yeah, Tiffin's Restaurant, uh, Yak and Yeti, they all have full service bars and they're all great. But another more unique spot to go mm-hmm. um, is the. Pro, you pronounce this. We're not going to pronounce this right. Please correct us in the comments. The Warung Outpost or the Warung? Yeah, maybe Warung. 
Anyway, your guess is as good as mine, but it's next to Birds of Flight, and they have margaritas, so mm -hmm. you want a frozen margarita. I think they got lime, strawberry, and mango, or you do what I do. You get all three. Get a little swirl, or if you have a mother-in-law that, that I like I do that likes a Bud Light, they have Bud Light there, too. And from what she says, she gives the coldness of the Bud Lights a four fairy rating. Yes. They're very, she always says that every time, Mama Haas. You're going to hear us talk a lot about my mother-in-law and my mom, two, both of which have been with us. Mama Haas loves, she always makes a reference to how cold those, are they the aluminum cans? The aluminum cans? cans at the, yeah, those little carts around are always cold over. She doesn't like tap beer. No. She's, she's look, high maintenance. Look at, look at the fairies talking about some beer up you, at hers. You wonder where I get it from. It's yeah, from her. Apple tree, apple tree. So Animal Kingdom, second on our list as far as availability of a good cocktail. Now let's move to the place, the main place, and that is uh, Magic Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> we can quickly skip over this one. Okay. It's, it's not uh, for us, for the most part, um, just because on a cocktailing episode especially, mm. you can't walk around and drink mm -mm. in Magic Kingdom. They do not have hard liquor in Magic Kingdom. It is beer and wine only in the sit-down restaurants. Select restaurants. Check your guide for more information. Otherwise, you take the monorail and get your earth to the Cal California Grill or Trader Sam's, which... I'm joking, but I'm actually not. We literally just told a relative this. Yeah, if you've got time and you need to, and you're like, oh, I need a cocktail, you just hop on that monorail, run over to California Grill, run over to Trader Sam's, have a couple, jump back on, go back in, in and out, no big deal. California Grill is at the Contemporary on the on the Magic Kingdom monorail system, and Trader Sam's at the Polynesian. Yeah. So plus, you know, if you're not staying at the resorts, you should know this too. Is if you're a Disney rookie, you can still walk around the grounds of these resorts, and I. We would actually encourage you to do it. I love doing that. Yeah, check it out. See what you're going to like. Yeah. You never know until you see it. You can go back into the park. I mean, you can leave the Magic Kingdom and go back if you have a ticket. Oh, yeah. Uh, so just get on the monorail. And the California Grill, by the way, is at the top of the contemporary. Beautiful view mm -hmm. of the entire Magic Kingdom area. Okay, enough about the Magic Kingdom. If you really need a cocktail, I would just advise that you drink before you go there. Yeah, that's why we book our fast passes there in the morning when mm -hmm. the bars aren't open. Yeah. So we can get out of there and make it to the bar. Okay, let's jump on uh, on uh, Tinkerbell's back and let's go away from the parks for a minute. We are now heading to Disney Springs. We're going to Disney Springs. And look, Disney Springs has exploded. I mean, it's it's bigger. It's bigger than it's ever been, and it's getting bigger as we sit here. They're probably opening another parking garage. So we will be covering almost individual restaurants as uh, the episodes go on. So for this one, we're just going to focus on probably like our second home, which is? Yeah, the boathouse. Mm. You've never been. Oh, you're missing <sighs> out. It's beautiful inside. It's so pretty. They have an outdoor floating like dock bar. It's so amazing. It's huge. It's it is you know some. It's a little pricey for some of the food items, but I'll tell you when I when I think of joy, when I think of the joy that Disney World brings me, or just of Disney World vacation, uh, one of the images I always think about is sitting outside. I know Collins do. You should see Collins' eyes are rolling in the back of his head mm -hmm. right now, thinking about sitting outside and the outdoor bar. It's a warm day. I've got like my. Um, Tuna ceviche mm -hmm. and some uh, maybe some fried shrimp, popcorn shrimp things that you want. And I've got myself a nice ice cold martini. Mm -hmm. And I got some clam strips and some uh, oysters. They have the best oysters. Our little food tip here, we'll throw that in here. The Lucky Ducks oysters are, are harvested just for the boathouse. That's how busy this place is. 
and they're amazing. So, and again, staff, staff, staff. They're, they're, we've never had, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, we have never had a bad waiter, a, a server, bad bartender no, ever at the boathouse. And, you know, at Disney Springs, there's tons of places you can go and drink. So that's why we're not going to get into everything. No. It's a, I mean, there are tons of restaurants there. So. We could and we probably will do. Not in this episode. Countless, just... Well, we could do countless individual episodes mm-hmm. on this place or that place. By the way, fun fact about the boathouse, it is done. The concept was created by the same dude who's actually here in the Twin Cities where we um, record these podcasts. Uh, the same dude that uh, created Rainforest Cafe. And T-Rex at yeah, Disney Springs. That's right. And it's uh, rumor is it's based off a great place around here called uh, Lake Minnetonka. You know, if you saw Purple Rain, that's where Prince uh, went in Purple Rain. Okay, so there is our favorite place at Disney Springs, the Boathouse. And now, last but not least, let's jump on Tinkerbell and go to our final drinking destination. Epcot Center. Okay. Epcot, Epcot. I mean, th- this is what Epcot was designed for. <laughs> if you don't, ask me. Okay, don't tell Walt Disney that. That's no. not. That is not what Walt designed it for. But, but for us, that's kind yeah, of what. For, <laughs> for me, that's what it is. <laughs> Colin doesn't. <laughs> Colin doesn't care about Spaceship Earth or the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. No, you don't care about plants. It's thirty years old. I'm. I'm over that. No, give me some vodka. If, uh, yeah. We really, our favorite uh, area, obviously, the World Showcase at, at Epcot. And again, this is another, Colin brought up a good point a little bit ago. Um, we could do 40 episodes on individual places in Epcot. Today, this is kind of a best of. Um, you know, we're going to just name a couple of our favorites. Our number one favorite, without a doubt, take the check to the bank is? Uh, the Rose and Crown Pub yeah. in England. Now, the thing is, you know, I'm sure everyone has their favorites. We are vodka drinkers, as you've guessed from all of us are talking what? about it. I know. So stereotypical of the fairies to like vodka. I know. Um, so that's why we love it, is it's one of the few places in the showcase that has a full bar, so we can get our, our vodka sodas there. Yeah. There's tons of places. I mean, depending on what you love, there's tons of places there, but that's just one for us. Again, the key being full bar. Full bar. And again, here we go. I told you, broken record, the staff. Um, now, if you're listening to this in the wee wee future, he may not be there anymore, but our guy there, Gavin, Gavin, like a lot of the young staff members that, that work at all these uh, pavilions, Gavin really is from the UK and he is fantastic. And another one that if you, tr- you know, uh, we met him engaged in conversation, left a really good tip and he always remembers us and actually came to the twin cities where we live to go to the mall of America. Yeah. Yeah. Asked us for a bunch of tips, yeah. So it, it builds a genuine relationship. Yeah, and he'll never forget you. And the whole, but even when Gavin's not there, everybody at Rosen Crown treats you well. Now let's move a little bit down. World Showcase, another pick of ours, um, Morocco, Morocco, which we just kind of discovered because this restaurant is fairly new within the last, I would say, three or four years. There was the old, the uh, the original Mor- Morocco Pavilion, and then they opened that restaurant on the water side, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, and we just, we discovered it uh, a couple trips ago. We're like, oh, wait a minute, they have a full bar in there, and it's fantastic. Yeah. You need that respite halfway around. Because <laughs> yes. we do. If we get a drink in England, by the time we get to Morocco, we really do need a refill, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've passed, you've passed France. 
Haven't you passed Japan by then? No, not Japan. No, that's coming up. Yeah, you've passed a couple countries and you're tired. I think you... it might just be France. We just drink too fast. <laughs> really? Is it just France before we get to Morocco? Well, and that's why when you said our next country is, I was going to say France because I always stop and get some champagne. Oh, we didn't have France on our on our list. I know. You're not of, following our list, Carl. Because they don't have a full bar, but I get the champagne there. But Yeah, we do get the champs. We mm-hmm. call it, by the way, you'll hear us refer to this within our friend group. It's always... Girl, we're going to fake France. Fake France. Fake France. Meet me in fake France. Yeah, we do get the champs. We do get the champagne. But then, yeah, so it's France. I think you're right. It is Morocco next. Oh. We just drink really fast. But then you've got a long haul to get back to England if you're going counterclockwise because there's no more... No, I mean, unless you want beer in Germany or wine... Wine in Italy. Which is great. And again, we'll cover that in another episode, but... I just get, wine gives me headaches if I have more than two, and I'm in it for the long haul, girl. And if it's hot, I don't want some red wine. I'm sorry. So our final place to recommend in Epcot is... Mexico. Now, with with an asterisk, with a little caveat, I guess. So yeah, everyone goes to the, the outdoor places to get a margarita, which is fine. It's great. You know, they opened the new um, Toza Tequila shop out there, um, and they've got some specialty ones, but... For me, they tend to get too sweet and sugary. So Mm -hmm. my insider tip is go inside into the actual Mexico Pavilion and go into the tequila cave and make your own margarita. Order it how you want it. Because just to give you some perspective, when we make, when Colin and I make our margaritas, we literally do a four count of white tequila, a little bit of triple sec or, or an orange liqueur. Uh, like a half of a fresh lime, not lime juice, not that nasty processed lime juice. We shake that and then pour a little club soda. That's how we do it. We don't like that sweet stuff. You can basically get that. If you don't like that sickingly sweet margarita, go in that fabulous yeah, tequila bar. I, I just get tequila and club soda and I squeeze a couple limes in there. And it's, for me, so much better than the frozen stuff that you get outside. Yeah. So that is an Epcot. And again, look. There's many other places. Like we said, we breezed over beer in Germany, and we breezed over wine in Italy, and breezed over uh, champs in in France. We'll get to all of those in future episodes. But this, some of our favorites for cocktailing at Disney, uh, Disney World, and doing it right. Friends, chipmunks, musketeers, lend me your ears. It's time for Jason and Colin to give an earful. Now, this is one of our favorite segments within our podcast. Earful is where Colin and I basically tell you what not to do unless you want everyone at Walt Disney World to hate you. Yeah, I might piss some people off here, but... Yeah, you might. When you came up with the topic for this one... And I don't care. Yeah, this one is more... Write me your letters. I don't care. Yeah, this one is more your... Um, this drives me nuts only for the, the, the bartenders or the staff, but here it is. Drinkless bar dwellers. Don't sit at the bar because your family's tired and you've been on your feet all day. And it's you and grandma and grandpa and your husband and your three kids and your sister and her kids. And you're taking up all of the seats at the bar and you order one milkshake to split with your family. No. 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 no, no, no. Or we've seen it where they have ordered nothing. But like they're they're drinking their water and taking up the entire bar. Let's use tune in lounge as an example. Yeah. They're coming in with their own cup and saying, can you fill this with water? No, there's a water station right over there. Stand up and get your own. I want to sit down and drink my cocktail and keep ordering, and they want to make some money. Yeah. And you're just taking up real estate. Now, you know, a lot of bartenders will tell them, hey, we have paying customers. You have to get up. But 
no one wants to be in that uncomfortable situation. No. I've, I've confronted people and said, hey, do you mind if I sit down? And they give me a look like, how dare you? Well, and it's so funny. In some states, like if you're listening in Indiana, um, where I'm originally from, kids can't even sit at the bars in Indiana. But And I think there is a weird law. Someone just told me this time. Florida has a weird law. Not a weird law, but Florida has a law about kids sitting at a bar. All of you Floridians, let us know what the exact law is. But anyway... Our point of view is we just feel bad for the cast members, for the bartenders that are trying to make a living and people are sitting there for 40 minutes not ordering a darn thing. I'm just hyper aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And so as I'm like nearing the end of my cocktail, if I know I'm not going to get another yep. one, I get up and finish drinking it so someone else can sit down and get something. That you'll notice, Kyle, you said it really well. We are, we're just hyper socially aware. Yeah. It's like we're aware of our surroundings and we just... We're good. We try to be good Midwestern boys. We're both raised with moms that cared about manners. So we just, yeah, we could actually get anxious. Like if we're sitting there and we're, we're done, we're like, okay, let's go. So someone else can enjoy themselves. So we're not trying to be totally witchy with a B, but it's just, yeah, we just feel, we feel for the cast members. So that's all. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Fairy Godfathers. Now, if like we said at the beginning of the broadcast, if you want to follow us, it is very easy. Yeah, we're at Two Fairy Godfathers, T-W-O, on Instagram and Facebook. We're most active on Instagram. Or the number two Fairy Godfather on Twitter. And don't forget, in future episodes, we're going to be pulling out the Mickey mailbag, where if you have a specific question that may be a little longer for us to answer in the comments... Email us, and who knows, we could be answering your question in a future episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. And we're very excited to announce we're now also on Apple Podcasts. That launched last week. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.